This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parsha's Mikay's Tavshin Pei. Parsha begins with Pari's dream. Pari has two dreams, and he gets very concerned that he can't figure them out. Yasef is called, and he interprets the dream for Pari, and from there he becomes the second to the king. The Medrash tells us a very interesting thing. This is a Kodesh Baruch deals with us in a way that from the very thing that got us into trouble is our salvation. And that's what happened to Yosef. What got Yosef into this mess in the first place? Yosef's dreams. What got him out of this mess is again interpreting Pari's dreams. Now, this is a little difficult to understand because it's not exactly the only thing that got Yosef over here were his dreams. What happened to the fact that Yaakov got him the son is possible? Yaakov got him that special coat that the brothers were jealous of. Well, what about the fact that Yosef would bring Dibara, he would bring evil speech, saying things about his brothers to Yaakov. That also caused animosity. So why does the Medrash seem to say, blame it all in the dreams? And Ravonin Sarovskin explains very nicely as follows. See, Yosef had dreams. What were his dreams about? Yosef dreams that the stars, the moon, the sun, they're all bowing down to him. Or he has a dream that everyone's sheaves of wheat, their bundles of wheat, are bowing down to Yosef's bundle. It was all about him. It was all about the greatness he's going to achieve and what people are going to do to him. They're going to bow down to him. Later on, he meets the Saramashkim, the Sarofim, and they have dreams, and he interprets their dreams for them. But the last moment he says, when you go to Paro, don't forget about me. Tell them about me so I can get out of here. Once again, uh, Yosef interprets the dreams for his benefit. However, now, when he interprets Paro's dreams, he's telling Paro about the dreams and what could be done to save the country. To get a person... Ishkachem v'navayin, a wise person, a discerning person, and how to prepare the country so the country should survive the famine. This is the first time that Yosef used his dreams to the betterment of others. The purpose of interpreting these dreams were to save the country. And now Yosef reached his perfection. And that explains is what the matter is telling us. That Hashem uses the very thing that got you into trouble that same Mida, that perhaps you didn't use the right way, or you didn't use to perfection, or the Mida Hashem gave you, that you can use very well, you didn't use it the right way. You didn't use it to perfection. And now Hashem gives you the opportunity to bring salvation by using that Mida to perfection. Perhaps Yosef didn't use the dreams so well, thinking, putting himself in the center of the dreams, of what people are going to do for him. But now, now he was older. And now Yosef was using the dream to help others. And that is what the Medrash is telling us. We all have things, gifts from Hashem. And the question is, are we going to use it only for ourselves? That's going to get us into trouble. Are we going to use it to help others? That will be our salvation. There was a fellow, he just left Yeshiva, he got married, and he's looking for a job, and he found a job in a very prestigious organization. It was an organization that did public relations for Israel. Very big organization. 
He was happy to get a job there. Got his foot in the door, thinking that one day he's going to make his way up the ladder in that organization. Shortly after he joined, there was a big event happened in Eretz Yisrael, and this organization was tasked with putting out the message for that incident. And there was a big meeting, meeting all the top guys in the organization, and somehow this fellow, who went by the name of Yaakov, in the organization, he was called Jack, somehow Jack got involved, invited to this high-level meeting. By this meeting, they're discussing what to do. The Prime Minister is going to be coming to speak at their event. Perhaps the President of the United States will speak there as well. And they're trying to figure out to get a good message. And they're all talking back and forth. And Yaakov thinks that he has a great idea. He has a wonderful idea. So he taps the supervisor on the shoulder and he whispers to me, he says, you know, I have a great idea. You think I can share it? So the supervisor looks at Jack and says, you know what, why not give it a shot? Jack gets up. He asks permission to speak. They all look at him. All the executives look at him. And he gives his idea. The room is quiet. The president of the organization turns to Jack and says, Jack, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How, how did you get invited to this meeting anyways? That's the most ridiculous thing that you said. And he made fun of what he said. And the meeting continued, but Jack felt humiliated. It was a great idea. If you don't like the idea, just say you don't like it. You don't have to humiliate me. About six weeks later, they had this event. And of course, Jack was there. And actually, the President of the United States was there. The Prime Minister of Israel was there. And the head of the organization got up to speak. One of the main addresses, and he spoke. And Jack is standing there, and all of a sudden he hears an idea that the president of the organization is saying, that sounds very familiar. And then he realized, hey, that's my idea. He's, he's saying over my idea. Now Jack was very happy he was saying it over his idea, but he didn't hear his name being mentioned. The president was saying it as if it was his idea. Okay. When his address was over, the place was clapping, and Jack was clapping, everyone was all happy. And the president leaves the podium, starts to walk back to his seat. Everyone's going over to congratulate him. Jack also goes over to congratulate him, waiting to hear a nice thank you. Sure enough, the president of the organization walks by. Jack sticks out his hand, and the president completely ignores Jack, and he walks by. Now Jack felt really bad. Really, really sad. And the supervisor saw later on that Jack wasn't very happy. He says, Jack, what's wrong? He says, you know, it's one thing not to mention me up there on stage in front of all the dignitaries. But at least give me a little credit. It was my idea. And the supervisor turns to him and says, Jack, you should know. When you enter this organization, your job is to come up with good ideas. You're not going to get any credit for it. If you're coming here and expecting to get credit for it, you might as well quit right now. This is not the place for you. And Yaakov said he felt very bad. But he learned a very, very important lesson. And that lesson is that it's more important in life to help other people than it is to get credit for it. And that's the lesson we learn here from Yosef. Yosef's dreams, beautiful dreams, big aspirations. But as long as they are, so I should benefit, people should give me honor and bow down to me and I should benefit, that's not going to work. But when Yosef had his dream, 
and his focus was, how do I help others? Then Yosef reaches the pinnacle. Then Yosef becomes Mishnah Lamelech. Yosef becomes second to the king. And that is a lesson that we learn from Hanukkah as well. Every year Hanukkah falls out. Parshas Mikate's time. We know when you light candles, you see, let's say tonight we're going to light five candles. Five candles. You're lighting six. What's that other candle there? That's the shamish that doesn't count. Really? The shamish doesn't count? We can't get any pleasure from the other candles. We can't use them. But the shamish, the lamp lighter, the one that lights the other candles, that's the one that caused the whole manera to be. But we don't count that candle. And that's the lesson that we learn. It's more important to do for others than it is to get the credit for you. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a happy Hanukkah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.